Hey there, you're listening to the Sunshine Speechy Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy, bringing you all the information you need to know about getting into SLP graduate school and becoming a successful SLP. Join me every other Wednesday as I talk to SLP experts about current research and methods in the field, as well as undergraduate and graduate students and everyday SLPs just like you and I. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a positive review to help others find my podcast. Make sure you don't miss out on additional resources and more by following me on Instagram at Sunshine Speechy. In addition, check out my YouTube channel, where I share even more advice about the graduate school application process, as well as my own experience in graduate school. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Sunshine Speechy podcast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today I'm joined by upcoming SLP graduate student, Tammy Lee, aka The Simple Speechy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Um, so just to start out, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. So I completed my bachelor's degree from DePaul University. I'm an out-of-field major. I majored in human development, and I finished up early in November. And since then, I was working on taking prerequisite courses, and I was also working at a multidisciplinary clinic. And now after the graduation process, the graduation application process, I'll be going to graduate school at Northwestern University in just a few weeks. I'm super excited. Greg and Grads, that's such an amazing program. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so we go, Tammy and I go way back. We've been talking to each other ever since we both started trying to get into this SLP Instagram game. Um, and it's pretty crazy because we have very similar backgrounds. We both came from out of field. We're both from Chicago. We both graduated early. We both started pre-speech clubs. So we're like the same person, just in different places. <laughs> I know. It's such a small world. I know. Okay. So getting into it, you applied to 15 schools for graduate school, which was quite the feat. How did you decide which programs you wanted to apply to? And then how did you keep track of all of them and, you know, everything that you had to do for every application? Yeah, so I was really intimidated about not getting into graduate school. And I was like, I have to apply to all these programs. And at first, I had 50 programs. And from there, I was like, this is not reasonable. So I was aiming for 15. I was going to do a safety school, a meet school, and a reach school, five of each. Um, and I really looked for programs aligned with my values. I was really focused on having a collaborative environment and focused on inclusivity because that was really important to me coming from um, out of field. I was really intimidated and also being a minority in the field. And I was also looking for graduate programs that would allow me to grow. Um, so from there, keeping track of my graduate programs, it wasn't as bad as it seems. Um, so I started out with a list of 50 graduate schools. I opened Excel. I put all the names of the universities, the location, tuition, price, credit, cost, timeline. Um, and I just narrowed down factors that were really important to me as well. I made a pros and cons list of those schools. And from there, I did process of elimination, and that led me to my 15 graduate schools that I applied to. Wow. Okay. Amazing, because I applied to four, and I feel like the entire time I was, like, so stressed and confused because each thing was a different process. So props to you for 
doing all of that. So you talked a little bit about the important factors that you look for when applying to graduate school. How, sorry, this is not on there. So if you need a second to think, but how did you kind of find that information? Because I think people really struggle to see, you know, how are the, do they have inclusivity? Do they help you grow? Like, it's really hard, especially when you can't visit the program. So how did you do that? Right. Yeah, that's super difficult. And what I did was I looked at the program's website and then also to the Excel list that I, I created, I added the program director's name and contact information. I made sure to reach out to the program director and they led me to talk to people in their program. And that was really important for me because obviously the program wants you to feel like you're included and feel like you could see yourself being there. And there were places that had statements on their website, but after speaking to people and seeing the programs, um, because on some of my programs, I went on visits, um, but after speaking in person, I, some of them, I just felt like it wasn't for me. Um, so that was a way that I helped figure out the missions and the values of what I wanted out of a graduate program. Okay, that's really cool. I did not think of doing that, like, until I got into programs, but that's a really good tip for anyone listening to reach out to the director and then ask them to talk to students because no one can give you a better idea of the program than students. So that's awesome. Yeah, and some other important factors I considered, too, were clinical placements and research opportunities because I was thinking down the road of maybe doing, like, a doctoral or a Ph.D., um, so I really wanted to have some sort of research combined in my graduate program since I was also doing research in my undergrad. Awesome. Yeah, I'm similar to that. Sadly, all research has been put on hold pretty much here because of COVID. So I'm not why I'm doing, um, working as a TA instead of a research assistant, but hopefully, hopefully this will end eventually. I don't know. You <laughs> just crossed, but so that's an awesome opportunity. Okay, what is some advice that you have for future SLPs preparing for the graduate school application process? I would definitely say to start the process early, like studying for the GRE, if you're still applying to schools that are taking the GRE, because as we know, a lot of schools have waived them. Lucky, but... um, No, I'm so jealous. I know, me too. Um, And also ask for your letters of recommendations early. Um, that allows your professors to have some time and some leeway, give them a deadline. Um, so you are able to have that timeline for them and for yourself. So you don't have to stress out about like, oh my gosh, when are they going to write my letter rec? I really need it. It decreases your anxiety. Um, and also utilize ASHA EdFund. It was really helpful in helping me find my graduate programs that I was interested in um, because being an out-of-field major myself, I really needed to find a graduate program that allowed me to have my prerequisites done prior to matriculation of the program instead of prior to applying. And that was really important if you are an out-of-field major listening as well um, because I didn't have all my prereqs completed at the time. But if you do, then that may not be a concern for you. Um, And also explore the cast even if you don't know what schools you're applying to yet. Um, And it allows you to upload your academic history and you can just explore the website and also near down schools there as well because the the schools will have a little blurb about them, have information about their program and it's a little bit easier to navigate as well. 
That's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, I definitely, that's very important to anyone who is out of field because it does narrow down our choices by a little bit, clearly not by too much if Tammy applied to 15 schools, but <laughs> um, it is something to take into consideration. Some programs won't accept you or you'll have to take your prerequisites at a certain institution. Sometimes even if you take them beforehand in kind of an online program like I did, they still won't accept them because they weren't at your undergraduate program. So definitely be very adamant in finding out, can I even apply to this program? Can I get into this program with the courses that I have? Um, Okay, and then what is your advice for SLP? I said for SLPs, but for future SLPs who are currently struggling to decide on a graduate school program because I think a lot of people get in it's like a really tough time when you're in that decision making process it's very stressful yeah for sure um the most important factor I would consider is doing your research you if you're interested in a bilingual program and the program doesn't have a bilingual extension program that may not be the best fit for you uh, if you want to have a specific certification and a program that you're looking at doesn't, you might want to look at something else. For example, if I wanted to really focus on doing research, like I said, and the program that I am intended on applying on doesn't do research, that that school was out of my list. And from there, that's how I made a pros and cons list. But I would definitely recommend, again, making a pros and cons list because if you end up saying how much you love a school and thinking that like it's the best fit for you you might not after looking over all the considerations as well because you want a program that you can thrive in like where you can fit in best so i would definitely make sure to consider that as well yeah definitely and And talking uh, to people in the program wait sorry continue no go ahead no i was just going to say that talk to people in the program talk to the program direct reach out to the program director um those have all been really helpful for me as well Yeah, like definitely if work-life balance is something that's really important to you and everyone you're talking to is, you know, so stressed out, they can't even do like work study or extra research, you know, obviously every grad student can be stressed out, but if you feel like their program isn't really doing anything to help them um, to succeed, then that's something to consider as well. Yeah, and going off of that, some schools don't even have work study because it might not be an option for them. Like for example, Northwestern doesn't have work studies for their students uh, because it goes to the PhD and the doctoral students. So that was something that I didn't really have in mind. Like I didn't plan on doing a work study. I just plan on getting involved in research. So that may also be a consideration when applying for graduate school too. And I would also just reach out to people who are your mentors and your guides in in the field because they are your community and that's something that you need on especially during the graduate school process because it's so stressful yeah absolutely whoever can be a mentor to you we can be a mentor to you True. <laughs> current SLPs in the field are really helpful as well yeah um okay switching topics a little bit what has been your experience as a minority going into the field of speech language pathology? And then what advice do you have for minorities applying to the field? At first, I was really intimidated. Um, seeing that 8% of people are of a minority background and the rest of the field is white, that was shocking to me and 
since I was already scared being an out of field major about not getting into graduate school, I was even more scared. Um, and I had to do a lot of advocating for myself to find where I wanted to be and what would be the best fit for me. Um, and that was an important consideration when applying to graduate schools. I asked a specific question about diversity and how a program, a specific program is including that in the field. And one of the people that I talked to in the program didn't really have an answer for me. And so since they didn't have an answer for me, that was my answer about the program. Like it's not the mm -hmm. best for me. And it was a bummer because I flew out to the program, had an interview too and everything. Um, but it is what it is. And that was a learning experience. Um, but I would just keep that in mind too, because you will always have to advocate for yourself uh, and you want your voice to be heard. So ask your questions. And I know it's more easier said than done, but don't be afraid to ask your questions and don't be afraid to advocate for yourself because I'm here for you, Nancy's here for you, but you know, you have to yeah. advocate for yourself too, especially in the programs of your, for your programs of your interest. Um, I would also say that uh, you need to find your community and your support system and you need to lean on each other because as I said before, that is so essential. Knowing the graduate school process is so difficult and how hard it is you need people to lean on. And I was super lucky that I had um, a few friends applying to SLP school at the time um, who I could lean on because a lot of people go in saying like, oh, it's okay, it's not a big deal, but like they don't comprehend how difficult it is, especially being a minority. It's more intimidating. I don't know, I don't know, this was my experience on my end, but find your people, that was what helped me most yeah mm -hmm. definitely and yeah i think it, it can be hard because you can be the only minority in your program and so maybe your support system looks more like you know a facebook group for minority slps or you know instagram i feel like instagram has been kind of a great community at least nowadays and especially with you know the black lives matter movement and everyone pushing for more diversity because a lot of these really amazing Instagram accounts have been started kind of in response to the lack of diversity in the field. So definitely. Yeah, that's a great place to learn too. And I'm part of like, I'm part of a few SLP groups on Facebook and they have been so helpful. It's nice to just have that online community, even if you don't have it in person, people are out there who are willing and more than able to support you. So do you have any other advice or information to add? Um, I would, a lot of, I've been getting this question a lot on Instagram about starting your personal statement and just not knowing where to go. Um, so I would recommend just starting off with a blank state, right? About your passion for the field, the skill sets you have, because ultimately that's what matters most. You want to talk about what experiences you have and why you're passionate about that. It's something that you can't talk about on your application it's something that the school is reading. So having that passion come through is most important. And you can cut bits and pieces off from there and tailor it to the graduate program of your interest because I know that they will have specific prompts too. But just make sure that your passion for the field comes across. For my personal statement, I was talking about how being a minority really um, was my passion for the field because my mom wasn't 
that great at English and her voice was always suppressed and I was constantly having to figure out how to navigate and help her with that. And it was something that I was doing while I was young. And then as I'm growing older, like I, a light bulb switched in my head and I was like, this is an issue. Like I want to be here for my community and to help others with this issue as well. Sorry, I just went on a rant, but yeah. No, no, pa- that's good. Let your passions shine and um, let that be your guide because people need that. People need people that care and they want to know that you care. That's a good way to say it. Wait, what were you going to say? Um, I was also going to say, I talked about this today on my Instagram, but don't compare yourself to others. Uh, it's really hard when you are in the field, when you're applying to the graduate school field and um, you are just constantly feeling defeated. And I know because I felt that way too. And I'm sure that you probably did as well. Yeah, just definitely. How, how competitive it is. Um, but just stay focused on yourself and your own journey because whether or not someone is applying to 15 schools or to four schools, regardless, you will be exactly where you need to be. And yeah, I would say that 100%. And, you know, be there for your friends. Um, I think, yeah, it was a really difficult experience for all of my friends and I. As like, some people were getting into, like, 10 programs and some people were waitlisted everywhere. And, you know, it's a really stressful experience. But I, at least in my own experience and of my friends, everyone does find where they're supposed to be. And everyone I knew, you know, like getting on the wait list doesn't mean, oh, I didn't get in. You can get off the wait list pretty, I'm not going to say easily, but it's more likely that you get off the wait list than let's say if you got on the wait list for an undergraduate program. Because if you think about it, if there's maybe 30 people in a program, that means that wait list is going to be going pretty quick. If someone says okay I don't want to go here then you moved up on the list so don't be discouraged by sorry that was a long rant no that's don't perfect buy, don't be discouraged in the process yeah and um, I think, yeah I think those were great points that you made and also to stay organized um that was what helped me a lot too because I since I made an excel sheet I didn't have to go back and forth through every single website I just went on my excel sheet clicked the tab um of the school that I was interested in and I had all my information on my Excel sheet. That was really helpful for me. Nancy and I have a web work. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nancy and I okay. have a work yeah. coming up. Uh, if you guys are interested, it's about the graduate school process and our tips and tricks on how to help you get into graduate school as we got into ours. Yeah, it's going to be an entire accumulation of everything that we wish we would have known applying to SLP grad school and you guys are going to get a chance at the end to ask us any of your burning questions or whatever you are super stressed about so it'll be a really great opportunity for you guys to talk to people who got into programs got into the top five percent of programs I believe actually I think higher than that but so it's going to be a really great we're super excited about it we've been working on it for a long time um so yeah if you guys have seen follow us on instagram you know that we are all about mentoring you guys through the process and connecting you with the resources you need so hopefully i we're thinking of this workshop is really going to be an accumulation of everything that you guys will have to think about in applying yeah you set up perfectly there's nothing for me to add um 
So yeah, be on the lookout for that. And yes, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How can people reach you if they don't already? And, uh, my Instagram is Simple Speechy, and also through my website, um, it's www.simplespeechy.com. You can also find my email that's connected through my Instagram. But if you want to just email me, you can do that as well. It's simplespeechy at gmail.com. Yes. And as always, we are always open for any of you guys' questions and concerns. I love when people DM me on Instagram with any of their worries or woes, because I feel like I was doing that, but with no one to DM. So, yeah. You know, I love being here for people through their process because like we didn't have, I don't know, for me personally, I felt like I didn't have as many people to rely on as I did. I wish I had more. So having someone online just be here for me instantly is really nice that I can ask those immediate questions and not have to wait around in person to see them. Yes. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like we're such a good duo. <laughs> I know, me too. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of the Sunshine Speechy Podcast. Talk soon.